I'm Jennifer Nielsen, and this is Let It Glow, Episode 32, When Boundaries Blow Up in Your Face. Ready, set, glow. Welcome to the Let It Glow podcast, a happy place where you'll learn how to let your soul shine and discover new ways to design your best life. I'm your host, Jennifer Nielsen. Hello and welcome to another podcast episode. I hope you're doing great after a very eventful Thanksgiving weekend. I had a wonderful time with my family. I hosted Thanksgiving this year and it was fabulous. So we're here talking again about boundaries today. And I'm really hitting this hard right now because with the holidays, boundaries can make it so much more enjoyable. I will tell you, out of all the topics I cover, this one gets the most traffic. So now that you've had one big holiday under your belt, you've had Thanksgiving to practice what I discussed in my last podcast episode, I want to hear how it went for you. And I've had some of you reach out to me with questions, with scenarios that you need help with, and I'm going to cover some of those today because I really, really want this to be something that you become comfortable with, that it becomes part of like your everyday thinking, and that you can implement it in your life, like for reals. So did boundaries blow up in your face? And I kind of laugh about this because I think we've all had that experience where we either misuse boundaries or we think we're using them or we're expecting something different from them than what they are, and it just becomes, it can cause more hassle than help if we don't know what we're doing, or when we don't handle things the right way, which actually did happen to me over this last week, and I'll share that with you in a little bit. I definitely had a boundary fill, and that's okay because we're all going to have that, but seriously, ladies, I just want you to know that boundaries are tricky, but... They are completely doable when you can understand just the basic principles. And that's kind of what I'm going to break it down today. A little bit more simple. I went over a lot of information last time. And this time I'm going to be really focusing on just the basics and then how to implement. So here we go. I'm excited to just to dig into this this topic. And because you are my valued listeners, I am looking forward to answering some of those questions and concerns you've been having around boundaries. Because I believe boundaries are the secret to having more self-confidence, to have healthier and deeper relationships, and to have more happiness in your life. And I also believe that it is up to you to set your own boundaries. Because I often work with women who are struggling with this. They don't have boundaries. They feel like they're, they're underappreciated or they feel stuck. And they have a hard time saying no or they're indecisive. And many of the relationships are just dysfunctional because there are no boundaries. They're often people pleasers and they're looking for something or someone to make them happy. And they sometimes feel like the victim in their life. And they often live with toxic shame and guilt. And ladies, this is no way to live. And it is absolutely optional because as I've said before, pain is given in life. But all of this suffering that I've talked about when you're not using boundaries, that is optional. So I can remember a time not too long ago in my own life, about six years ago, when I was suffering in a big way. 
And my lack of boundaries was playing a big part in this. After about two years of agony and resistance, I had finally come to the realization that it was time to press charges against my uncle. And I know I've discussed this in prior podcast episodes to a small degree, but I think it's really important to understand how boundaries impacted my decision-making, and it impacted how long it took me to come forward and to do something and to stop what had been happening. And a lot of this played into the fact that I did not want to upset people. I did not want to do this, first of all. And I just remember one morning, it just it came to a head. I was just feeling the weight of the world on my shoulders because I knew that I, I needed to do something. And if I didn't do something, that he could keep hurting other people. And it was at a point in this whole process where it was kind of up to me to get that ball rolling. And I did not want to be the one to do that. I did not want to be the bad guy. I don't want people mad at me. I did not want to kind of affect this, like, our family dynamic. I don't want to be the one to ruin that, so to speak. That's how I felt. And I was just crushed. And it just had been piling up on me. There had just been, you know, some resistance in the family. I just felt very unsupported. And yet I knew this is what I had to do. And I just, I was laying on the floor in my family room. I was, I was like in the fetal position, just broken. And I was just praying for deliverance. I was praying for peace. I was actually praying for a way out. Like, is there no other way? I did not want to do this. And I really think at that moment, I would have been okay if the earth would have swallowed me up whole because I did not want to do this. I'll repeat that again. And again, I just, this is not what I wanted to do. I didn't want to upset my, my, my own you know, intermediate family or the, the, the larger family dynamic. I didn't want to rock the boat. And I knew that once I opened these floodgates, that things would never be the same. It was just a lot to carry. And there's people that I loved very dearly that I knew would be hurt by this. And I just, it was, it was a very difficult decision in my life. And, you know, I think about the shame and the guilt that were my constant companions at this time. I just, I was like the poster child for not having boundaries. But what was interesting is when I look back at my life, this is a pattern that's, that, that started from a very, very, very young age of not having boundaries. I didn't even know what they were or that I didn't have them. I remember just even as a little girl, I think I was in first grade, I had this journal prompt where it asked the question, if you could have one wish what would it be? And my wish was to make my mom happy. That's all I wanted. And I felt as a little girl at that young age that I could fix her or fix the situation. That's a lot to ask of a little six-year-old, right? But I carried that burden and that weight with me. So as time went along and you know, I'm, and as I'm growing up, I'm continuing with the same kind of need to please, need to fix kind of, that was kind of my way of being. And I ended up getting married at a very young age. And I think a lot of that was, was trying to fix my unhappiness by someone else. Like I was looking for another person to fix me and to make me happy. And that didn't work. It just compounded this emptiness that I had. And it brought out this very controlling nature in my personality because I wanted to control him. I wanted to control everything in my life because everything just felt out of control. And then as I had children, and I unknowingly began to pass the, this, these lack of boundaries onto them. 
And that's when it just hit me that I had to do something different. I did not want to pass this on anymore to my children. I didn't want them to feel like they were responsible for my happiness. And I wanted my, my husband to be my husband and to be free from my expectations and my, what I thought were my, my good desires, but they were really just my expectations. And, you know, when we talk about boundaries, I think there's three real things you want to look at. If you're trying to control, fix, or if you're expecting something, that's when you're not using your, like you're actually crossing boundaries. These are unhealthy elements that do not belong in any relationship. It's not our job to control, fix, or to expect anything from anyone. And I get that this can be kind of like confusing when this is not the way you've probably operated, or maybe you have, but a lot of people haven't. And I can just tell you that my relationships, when I began to implement a new way of being, they changed completely. There was this unconditional love, there was freedom, there was peace, there was connection that I'd never had before. Because I made a conscious choice during that time of my life, that I would become an expert on boundaries. <laughs> I read, I studied, I listened to anything I could get my hands on about boundaries. I went through training that helped support this, but ultimately it was really through my trial and error that I really figured out how to make boundaries my new companion instead of the shame and guilt that I had been carrying around with me for most of my life. So it was something that I just felt like I had just discovered, like this pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I mean, it was... It was this incredible thing that I wanted to share with everyone. I love this quote by Henry Cloud. He says, boundaries define us. They define what is me and what is not me. A boundary shows where I end and someone else begins, leading me to a sense of ownership. Knowing what I am to own and take responsibility for gives me freedom. Isn't that what we all want is true freedom? And that is what boundaries can do for you. And I want to just make sure I'm clear on one thing. I went back and listened to my um, last podcast on boundaries, episode number 31, Boundaries Are Girl's Best Friend. I would definitely urge you to go back and listen to that one. But there was a piece that I wanted to make sure that I really, really clarified with you today. And it's on making a boundary request. Now, a request is different than a demand or an expectation, Because a boundary is never about making someone do something in order to make me happy. It's simply a request. And we can let the other person know how we will respond if that request is not met. And so each person gets to decide how they'll respond. So there's definitely an opportunity for me and for the other person to choose how we're going to be and how we're going to respond. But it's never about manipulation or coercion. It's just about A plus B equals C. You do this. I'll do this, and this is what we're going to get. Because I think the biggest thing about boundaries is that there's this misconception is that they are meant to keep like toxic people out of your life. And really, boundaries are typically for those you want to have in your life. And that's why you take the time to set you know these boundary requests. And we have this whole thing about like toxic people. And really, newsflash, toxic people do not exist. Now, <laughs> I remember I first listened to this on Brit Castillo's podcast, and she does a great job of explaining this. And it really just stuck with me because a lot of times 
we're so quick to call other people toxic and now we can't be around them, they're toxic. And really the only way someone can poison us is if we let them. And she uses the example of a spider that just because you're in the presence of a spider doesn't mean you're going to get stung unless you let it crawl on you (laughs) and sting you. And so you always have more power than you give yourself, I think. And it just goes back to you taking responsibility for you. And it is very reasonable and possible that some people take so much effort for you to honor your boundaries that sometimes you will make a choice that you don't want to have them in your inner circle. They might be in your outer circle. And again, refer to the last podcast on that because that's okay too. And I've had to make some really hard decisions with certain people in my life when I expressed a need or a request and it wasn't met and it just turned into like, it was just too much to manage and I just chose to have less or limited contact with that person. But ultimately, as we become evolved and as we understand boundaries, it is possible to be around very difficult people and not let it affect us or impact us. In fact, that should be our goal. That is my goal. And I'm still working on it, clearly, because as I'll tell you soon, I had a moment where I completely threw boundaries to the wind. Like, I just, I, yeah, it was, it was, once it was over, it was kind of funny, but in the middle of it, I just, I kind of got sucked in. And that's, we're human beings, and that's what happens sometimes. And so I just think it's important that we really take ownership over what is or isn't working in our lives, because in the end, all you can manage is your thoughts your feelings and reaction. But it's never the toxicity or the fault of another person that causes you to misbehave. And that's just something I really want to impress upon you. And I I tried to make that clear in the last podcast, but just in case I didn't, I wanted to reiterate that. And also a little side note before I move on to answering your questions is that it's really helpful to look at what is triggering you or the relationships that aren't working or that are really hard because they can be a gift for you. Like our triggers can be our greatest teachers. And sometimes that just kind of irritates me because I feel like I need to learn a lot still. But I can see as time has gone along that the way I respond and the way I let people get to me, I do have power over that. And that is such a better place to be than being at the whim or being a victim to everyone else's emotions or anger or frustrations. And so now it's time to answer your questions. And one of the first ones I received, I thought it was great because I I know that this is something we'll all be able to relate to. She asked, how do you kindly enforce boundaries that you've set when others continue to ignore them? This is a really good one because we are the ones that have to enforce the boundaries. And in her particular situation, she was dealing with babysitting her grandkids and she had like a set day that she said, I'll watch them, let's say Tuesday and Thursday. I don't know what the day is specifically. And then lo and behold, Wednesday would roll along. It's like, I need babysitter mom. And you know, I don't have a grandchild yet, but I would imagine that that would be really hard to say no to because I hear it's the next best thing is grandchildren. But it was, it was inconveniencing her and putting in her position where she wasn't able to get her work done on the day she needed to do it. And just in the end, that was, she'd already made that clear. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm yours. Wednesday, I'm working. And so, you know, I gave her, you know, we kind of had this discussion and we just, it just kind of came back to holding tight to that boundary. And in a way that's not angry and not frustrated, we've got to keep the emotion out of these when we have these interactions and just 
explain, you know, I would love to help you tomorrow. I'm always available on Tuesdays. Have you thought about maybe a drop-off babysitter talking, you know, to their other grandma or whatever? And we don't even have to even offer a solution or an explanation. Sometimes it can just be as cut and dry as, yeah, I think I already let you know that Wednesdays aren't good for me, period. But I think what it's really is important about this whole exchange is that we can do this without drama, without resentment, without frustration. It can just be a clear transaction. Like you're ordering your lunch. I want a taco and a Mountain Dew. That's what I always say. Just keep it. No emotion. No emotion. But then also sticking to your boundary because it's up to you to hold tight and to honor that boundary because no one else will if you don't. So great advice, right? (laughs) Well, now it's time to tell you about my boundary fell (laughs) this last week. So I've been dealing with some breakouts and some boils on my face. I just, like my hormones are off. My kidneys haven't been working well. And I just, with the holidays coming, I really, really, really wanted to get something figured out so I don't have to deal with this. So this girl that I know works magic, her name is Chelsea. I called her and she was like, the only time she could get me in was on Tuesday at 2 p.m. And we tried to find other options, but there just wasn't. And I said yes, and in that moment I knew I was going to be creating kind of a stressful situation for someone else because I take Clover to dance on Tuesdays, and it's out in Queen Creek. So where I was going to be in Queen Creek, there's no way I could have physically had my appointment, gone home, back to Gilbert, got my daughter ready, and then went back to Queen Creek for dance by 4. It wouldn't have worked, and I I didn't want her to be late to dance, and I just knew that this was going to be tricky, so I just figured I'd find someone to help me. Well, I called my mom, and she's, you know, good to help me here and there. And she couldn't do it that day because she was watching my other sister's children that day or, and taking them, you know, on their after-school runs. Then I talked to my sister, and she wanted to help, but already had committed to helping one of her friends during that time. And I even asked my son Griffin to drive her, and he was right in the middle of working. And I usually don't have my teenagers drive my kids. It's just kind of my thing. I just, I'm like, usually my last resort. And so I was stuck with one final option. My husband had kind of set a boundary with me, much like this person that had asked me the question in regards to like days that he's able to drive Clover to dance and days that he's not, because I I take her Tuesdays and Thursdays. And he works at the prison on Tuesdays. And so by the time he leaves, you know, and drives out there, you know, he he teaches a lesson, a Christ-centered lesson, then he comes home, it's about four hours. And he likes to have time before that to get prepped, to get his lesson ready, to kind of like decompress before he leaves. And so he's just told me, I don't want to drive Clover to dance on Tuesdays before the prison. That's just my time. And so I knew before I even asked him what the answer was going to be. But I really wanted to go. I mean, remember breakouts and boils. I mean, this is like a crisis, like facial 911, like it was an emergency. And so I kind of set him up, really, because I already knew that he didn't want to take her and that he'd already given me this boundary. And, you know, I'm happy to take her on Thursdays, but Tuesdays I do is not the day that, I, that I'm going to be available to drive her. And really, when he's given me this, you know, information and this request, it's been very, you know, no drama. It's just a simple request. But in my head, I was like, well, come on, like, He's, he's her dad too, and I'm the one that drives most of the time, and why can't he drive her? And I had all sorts of second circle stories going on in my head. And so, of course, he said no. And then I got frustrated. I'm like, well, what about my skin? <laughs> I mean, 
I was breaking all of my own rules, you guys. I mean, so it's almost <laughs> comical when I look back. And then I was, you know, I was in the middle of taking my other son to his appointment for his ortho, and I just sat in the car and I was just like, what do I do? <laughs> I got to get this, I got to go get some help with my skin. This isn't like, this is very important. And and my husband is usually pretty good and actually usually the first to apologize or to kind of bend a little bit. And so I'm sitting there just kind of frustrated and he's like, I'll take her if you need me to take her. And so there you go. Through coercion, manipulation, whatever it was, I twisted his arm and he ended up caving in on his own boundary. And I ended up like not honoring his boundary. And I actually made him wrong for doing it, which is the worst part. And I feel terrible about this. But I'm just telling you, this is what I did. And it happened in the matter of seconds. Like it went from like an instant to like this kind of, you know, interaction that wasn't a positive interaction. And so in that moment, it became very clear what I had done. And one thing that I really want to kind of clarify for you is when we're you know, setting a boundary or making a request, it's important not to have drama or an emotion, you know, emotion or any type of explanation. And I kind of created that by me not letting go when he said no. And so it just created this just, it wasn't a good interaction and not one that like, I know how to avoid these things. And I actually went, you know, I stepped right into the trap. So I actually used the dig <laughs> to kind of work through this. And I talk about the dig all the time. And I don't necessarily sit down on a piece of paper and go through the whole exercise. But I will give you the example right now just to help you how to use boundaries with the dig because they really do. It works really well together to kind of help you get out of your story, out of your complaint, out of your judgment. So what happened first circle was my husband said no to taking Clover to dance. And what I said about it is he doesn't care. He's being selfish. He's being difficult. He's not being flexible. Like, I would do it for him. Why won't he do it for me? And naturally, when you're in that kind of mindset of judgment and I'm the victim and all of those things, you just, you go down the tunnel. And I started getting frustrated and angry and kind of stressed. And and then it turned into like, you know, on that next step is fight, flight, or freeze. And I definitely got into that fight mode. And really, the outcome that I wanted was to get Clover to dance. But anytime you use what the tools that I use, which aren't the right tools, manipulation or coercion, and you get what you want, there is a cost. Because he had said no, and he'd been clear about that, and he'd given me a heads up, and it didn't feel good. I didn't want him taking my daughter to dance, especially under that, those this circumstance now. And it just didn't feel good. And so when I go to like, you know, step five, or I really challenge my thoughts. And I said, is it really true that he doesn't help and that he's being difficult and all of these things? And I, and I realized quickly that that was a no. And is there a cost? And yes, there is for me, you know, having these thoughts. And if I believe those thoughts, which in the, in that moment I did, that's not serving me. And I look back at like these past experiences and that's part of the one of the questions that I challenge that will challenge you in this last step is, is this generated from past wounds or experiences? And I, I had this like kind of epiphany that so often for me, love growing up, I translated as, if you love me, you will do this. If you care about me, you will do this. 
And that is not real love. That is not a healthy exchange. But in my mind, in that moment, I went back to that place where if you love me, you will take Clover to dance. (laughs) But these were real emotions and like this was upsetting for me. But as I was able to challenge my own thoughts and then look at times that maybe I've mirrored that behavior when I've said no to him or when I've held on to my boundaries, like, how, I mean, how would I want him to respond? Certainly not the way I was reacting. And so as I was able to kind of change my thoughts around this and really just challenge myself, I realized that I'd actually um, not honored his boundaries and that I had put him in a situation where um, kind of I kind of set him up and I set up this kind of negative interaction that we had, a fight, whatever you want to call it. It, it wasn't a proud moment for me. But I realized as I changed my thoughts, I was able to change the way I felt about this, and I was able to get clear on what my role was in this instead of making him wrong, which is what I had been doing. And so in the end, the way we resolved this is we actually ended up having his mom get Clover from dance because I really, really wanted to figure out my breakouts and boils. Okay, so enough said about that situation. But the reason I share that with you is is so that you understand that you're going to have setbacks. And as you're learning boundaries, there's going to be times that you're, you're going to unintentionally or maybe even intentionally cross others' boundaries. You're not going to be clear on your own boundaries. You're going to say yes when you really want to say no, when there's things that we're going to all do. But each day we can start anew of implementing these because boundaries really for me now have become kind of like a new language that I've learned. And for the most part, I do pretty well with it. But like I mentioned, I have my little, I took a few steps back, a few steps back. And I think that's just part of being, you know, human beings. Like we're going to have good days. We're going to have times when we need to regroup and recharge and reset. And this was a really good opportunity for me to see how I actually did the very opposite of what I know to be true and to be helpful. So another question that I received was, how do you stick with boundaries once you've set them? And this is a really, really good question because I guess the the first thing I would say is don't set a boundary unless you plan to stick with it because then it just makes all your next boundaries that you set seem irrelevant or not as um, people won't take them seriously if you're not sticking with the boundaries that you've set. And so it's, again, back to you to, to set the boundaries and to stick with them. So it's like we don't want to give our kids like an empty threat, like I'm going to ground you for a month from your phone or you're going to be in your room for <laughs> a week straight if you don't do this or if you do this. Empty threats. We don't want to do that. So it's important if you're going to state a boundary that you do one that you can stick with to the best that you can. Because again, we know that we're human beings and that sometimes that won't happen, but We want to set ourselves up for success, not for failure. So be realistic with your boundaries is how I'd answer that question. And another question that I had that came to me was, this was a really good one because I could actually 100% relate to this. How do you say no to a party or to a gift exchange that you don't want to do? And again, the three rules to setting boundaries, I will tell you again, are no emotion, no drama, no explanation. And if you can do those three things, 
you're not going to have this interaction or it, it doesn't have to turn into like chaos or into a disagreement. And so in this particular case, this individual, you know, they're, they're just, you know, finances are a little bit tight and they got invited to do a gift exchange with her family. And she's just not in a position to do that right now. And so she was really nervous about it and she reached out to me and I kind of, you know, helped her kind of walk her way through this. And she was able to give just a really clear, straight, direct answer like, hey, thanks for thinking of us. This year's not a good year, whatever. I don't remember the exact words, but the whole point was is that she gave a clean request and she got a very clean response back. No drama, no emotions, no unnecessary um, hurt feelings. It was just very, very clear cut and it had a very, like I would have to say, happy ending. And she was very nervous about this. And because we're going to be like heading into more holidays with more parties, more events, things to do, more family time, which can sometimes bring out our biggest triggers like we talked about earlier. So it's just important that you are learn and plan and strategize how to respond and how you're going to be when you choose to go to an event or when you choose to be involved with like a family event or a party or whatever that is. So... Like I said, these are really like um, situations I think that are really common that we can probably all relate to. But as you get in the habit of doing this, of like expressing what you really feel and what you really need and setting these boundary requests, it will become just second nature for you. It won't feel so contrived and it won't feel so stressful. And for me, I just remember, I, I let's go back to that family where I was just, you know, that that time when... I was just struggling because I had never really, really, really stood up for myself and set a boundary in the 35 years of my life. And I went ahead and I, I, I pressed charges. I did what I needed to do knowing that some of my relationships would never be the same. But I did it. And I took a stand for me. I took a stand for my boundaries and really, like I said, this was one of the first times I'd ever really done that consciously in my entire life. And it was painful and it was difficult. And it was, I went through a real mourning process. But it, it was the beginning of a beautiful relationship with boundaries. And the real triumph here is that I did what I said I was going to do against all odds. And some of my relationships haven't been the same. But those relationships that I choose and that matter the most to me are stronger and healthier and closer than ever. And it's because of boundaries. And I am confident and living and thriving in a way that I had never experienced before I had boundaries. And now I've found my sole mission, which is teaching women, teaching you how to do the same. And this is seriously like the cherry on the Sunday. I want you to have the freedom to live your life without shame and without guilt and without worrying about disappointing other people and just living a life that where you feel liberated with joy and with peace because teaching women about boundaries and how, how to implement them is what I do. But liberating women to live authentic, radiant lives is who I am. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in today. And I challenge you to use these boundaries. They will be your best friend if you let them. Happiness, peace, and joy is awaiting you. And until next time, shine on. Thanks for listening to the Let It Glow podcast. 
If you enjoyed this show, share the love with a friend. This podcast can be found on iTunes or subscribe on my website at www.let-it-glow.com. And remember, let go and let it glow.